Welcome everyone to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And come on to the casino because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and geek. So grab a blue milk. And get some wampa jerky. Pull up with your favorite tauntaun. Because we are about to get things started. You may want to buckle up, baby. This week's show, uh, we are obviously really excited to get back on the mic and talk to you guys about a pretty big uh, thing that just happened uh, earlier this weekend. Uh, really something Friday. happened? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It was crazy, actually. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the Clone Wars premiere, didn't it? <laughs> I think it did. I think it did. Uh, at least that's the show that I watched. That's what it looked like to me. But, uh, uh, yeah. It, Clone Wars Season 7 finally premiered, and man, I, it was just, everything, you know, kind of hit me at once once I started watching again, the, the nostalgia from, the, you know, the original series, uh, and then of course, know. you know, introducing the, uh, setting up the, the, the new arc of the Bad Batch, which I think is, you know, hot off the press right now, um, yeah. everyone's talking yeah. about it, for good reason too, because the Bad Batch was awesome they were really cool to see and yeah i mean what, did, what were just your initial thoughts from that well um it it all started with that music when that music kicked on and you see the logo i just got chills and goosebumps and i'm like oh my god i didn't realize how much i missed that and then rolling after that you get the fortune cookie that you get in every episode at the beginning yeah and then after that you get Tom Kane doing his introduction of the episode, and I was like, oh my god, yes, I forgot how much I missed Tom Kane's voice introducing an episode. Oh yeah, oh it, it makes like the, the intro complete at this point. Yeah, and I actually had to go back and watch it a second time because I don't think I was even listening to what he was saying because I was just so like, ah, oh, I missed that. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, and then... We finally get to meet the Bad Batch, fully developed and recognized instead of in those concept art pieces that were, I forget what the technical term is for it. They, they showed those animatics, I guess. Yeah, something like celebration that. Celebration yep. here. And just to see him fully realized and fully developed was really awesome. And, I mean, what was your first reaction when you first saw, well, I guess we should go over... You had Hunter look like he was the leader. Yeah. Then you had Tech, which, of course, the technical guy. Yep. Crosshair, which was the sharpshooter, and my favorite, Wrecker. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Hunter almost reminded me like Rambo, like straight out of yeah. Vietnam or something like that. Exactly, uh, that long hair. Yeah, yeah, that long hair. Uh, he, They were all really cool, you know, each obviously with their own really um apparent personalities uh my personal favorite was tech i don't know okay. just my i i don't know i that's the type of stuff that i you know really like out of i guess like a, someone like that so yeah he was the one that seemed more help the most helpful too he would actually want to help him and yeah. yeah well him and hunter hunter was trying to keep the guys together but yep yeah crosshair and records the one that had the attitudes yeah they did they did and uh it, it it just, you know, kind of helped introduce or, like, develop their character right off the bat. Uh, Wrecker, of course, 
you know, steals the show with all the crazy stuff that he does, and obviously, quite a mutation, you know, to have a clone grow to that size, so that yeah. was, uh, that was something, and then Crosshair, of course, really cool, hits oh, every yeah. shot he takes, I mean, that, that was really awesome as well. Just the initial shot of Crosshair when introducing him and saying, and saying Crosshair doesn't talk much or something like that, but just a visual of him standing there with that toothpick in his mouth was just so cool. Yeah, yeah. They say he didn't talk much, but, you know, he wouldn't mind, you know, mouthing off to, uh, what were they yeah. called, the regs? That's yeah, they, they were, were calling them. Yeah. We don't work, we don't usually work with regs. Yeah. And he goes, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, at least Crosshair had no problem, you know, uh, mouthing off to, to the regs, you could say. But, yeah, other than that, he was, I guess, fairly quiet. Um, right. But, oh, man, it was so cool. And then, obviously, um, I guess the uh, – so I, the, they're setting up the proposition that uh, – what is a Republic shipyards are under attack, right? That was the yeah. original – yeah, the original um, – I guess that's the reason for them being – I guess where they are right now. And the clones, they said, kept getting beat back and suffering significant losses, which, of course, with a battalion led by Rex and Cody rarely happened. And they couldn't figure out why they kept... That's how it opens up. You see Mace Windu and Anakin, which Anakin really only had one freaking line in the episode. I know, I know. And Which I kind of like. Make the first episode about the Bad Batch. That's oh, yeah. what it's called. You know, just set up what's going on and then focus on them the rest of the episode, which they did. Yeah. Um, Anakin and Mace are there trying to figure out, hey, why... How do they keep defeating us and mace even said if this keeps up you know we're going to lose this this part of the war we're going to lose the planet and rex came up cody and rex walked up rex had an idea of what may be going on he said they have an algorithm i believe that they're learning their strategies and their tactics and um, I think Anakin was able to sense something in Rex because the only line that Anakin did have, he asked Rex, Rex is there anything else? Yeah. And Rex said no. Then they walk back to their bunks to get ready, and you see Rex sitting there on his bed looking at a hologram picture of Fives and Echo and Heavy and him and Cody all together. And he was just lamenting over the fact that they've lost so many friends, so many troopers in this war already. And then he reveals to Cody that he thinks Echo might still be alive. Yep. Because Echo's the only one that he ever talked with about the specific strategies and tactics for this type of war that they're actually performing now. So that's the little setup there that, hey, he thinks Echo's alive, and it might be Echo that's, you know, responsible for the algorithm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, just a really intriguing, you know, thing to say, oh, my God, like, Echo could be alive. You know, that yeah. obviously I caught a lot of people's attention, uh, especially everyone, you know, who had really been, um, I guess, either, you know, recently rewatched or remembered or just, you know, was just, you know, thinking about Echo and was able to draw that connection, like, whoa, my, you know, that guy. You know, the guy that yeah. I could have sworn had died, you know, is possibly yeah, guy, alive. The guy that was, we we got introduced to, I believe, in Season 3, Episode 1, 
clone cadets. He was the one that was actually going, I guess, in that. Uh, oh, now I'm trying to remember what they called themselves. Uh, the Domino Squadron. Yeah. He was the one in the Domino Squadron that was always, hey, we need to stick together. We need to do this by the books, blah, blah, blah. He was the one that was always by the books. So yeah, it would make sense that that would be the one that Rex talked talk to about battle strategies and tactics. So Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be. Um, and then, of course, you know, I don't want to, like, ruin the surprise or anything, but, you know, we come full circle at the end of the episode. And, of course, yeah. you know, we realize that, like, that's, um, you know, um, that's Echo's um, number, clone trooper number. Um, and, yeah, so it, it's, you yeah. know, kind of gives, gives, obviously, the huge hint that he's alive and he is the one that's kind of probably the head developer of this algorithm, you know, that they're, that they have where they can pretty much predict every strategy or every move that the Republic pulls. So right. it's, yeah, uh, his, yeah. CT one, one, four, zero, nine. Yeah. One, four, zero, nine. Um, yeah, that's but, another thing I had to look up. <laughs> yeah. Like, but to, to back it up a little bit, uh, I guess, you know, towards the, I guess midpoint of the episode, we find, you know, everyone, not everyone, but the bad batch. And then, like Rex and Cody deploy, um, and then the ship gets shot down. Now I don't know if like you like really thought about this, but like when I saw the uh, the gunship go down, and like the way it crashed reminded me a lot of the way that the Arc Troopers crashed in the 2003 Clone Wars. It's like yeah. the exact same thing. They get shot down, and then like it you know of course collapses on its side, and like right. you, it almost looks like the exact same side by side of them like scraping the ground, you know, on, on the side of the ship, and then, like, a clone trooper kind of popping up, an arc trooper, more even more specifically, popping up right out um, after the, uh, you know, after the, after the wreckage, I guess, comes to a halt. I don't know, I just, that's exactly what that made me think of, was that exact scene from the 2003 Clone Wars. Yeah, I'm, I'm vaguely remembering it now, but yeah, maybe... You know, maybe they were saving on the animation, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. If it went back and found that cell and say, hey, why don't we just use the same action, you know, sequence here from this cell. Yeah. But, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know, like, if that, that that was intentional or, like, it was just, you know, a ship can only crash so many ways. So, you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're just going to bound to see the same way at some point. Well, they, I guess they said we need to do it in a way, too, that all the clones inside survive. That too, that as well, because so, they all do survive. I think most of them, if not all of them, survived in the 2003. Well, did the did the pilot survive? The pilot did not survive. I don't think in either, um, in either like uh, rendition of that same style of crash. Like they didn't survive in obviously this episode. And then I don't think I remember seeing the pilots getting out of the the ship in the 2003 Clone Wars. No, because they have a special. The you could tell the pilot because the pilot's helmet's different. Yep. Than Clone Troopers. Yeah. So. Hmm. I guess it's the way that it hits or something like that that they just get killed instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. But, uh, yeah. It, it was obviously, it was, I mean, and then after that, they're faced with the immediate problem of like, okay, well, now they know where they where we are. But then that's when you get to see the Bad Batch really in action for the first time, which was right. really cool to see. What did you think of that? Oh man, I loved when they 
when Rex said, "No, we'll just we'll just uh, set up here and wait for them to come to us or something like that." And he was like, "No, nah, we prefer to go to them mm-hmm. or something like that." And Rex and the regs, yeah, <laughs> back, and the Bad Batch just went headfirst into them. And this is where I think we find out that each one, along with their mutations, have a special ability. Because uh, Tech, Tech's was that he can read, I guess, almost anything and break into almost anywhere. Right. And, of course, Wrecker was the strong one. We right. saw him lift up the freaking troop transport to get Cody out. Yeah. And Which I love that line from Crosshair when he goes, he ain't he ain't getting Cody out of the ship. He's moving the ship. Yeah, he's moving the or ship out of Cody. He's getting the ship out of Cody or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. It was a great line. It was a great line, for sure. But of course, Crosshair is the sharpshooter. And actually, Hunter's is the one that intrigues me the most. It's almost sort of like a force power. Uh, yeah. He can predict... Um. Oh my God! I don't know how to describe it. When they were throwing those uh, the the grenades, yeah, he would he can predict where it has to be to get to wipe out so many droids at once. Yeah. It was just amazing and weird, and because I was like, why is he saying those coordinates? What what is he? What's he right, doing? Right. Yeah, it, it, he and is. He does possess like it's just, really unnatural ability in that regard. And they even sort of ex- explained it when they were at when they were making their little camp there. That says he 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 can predict things that you know normal people can't do or something like that. Yeah, and something. He's to that never effect. wrong. Yeah. So I was like, damn, I can't wait to see more of this dude and hopefully get to understand more of what his power actually is, his special ability is. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, just being a natural-born leader, Hunter is just, yeah, has that really, uh, like you said, just unique, odd power that, um, you know, I guess you wouldn't normally think of, but obviously it did them a whole lot of good in this episode. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, uh, after, of course, the initial, they clear the initial wave of droids, they have, they, you know, like, okay, we have to go on the move. And then that's, yeah. you know, also when we start to see him really shine, too. Because whenever they're, you know, taking the outposts and, you know, move, moving through, trying to get towards the, um, uh, the communication center. Yeah, the communication center. So that then obviously that's where they discover, you know, everything about Echo. But uh, yeah, just that those action sequences in the in the animation too was so yeah. crisp and it just looks it I looked great. Forgot how much I love that animation too. Yeah, it was. And yeah, he <laughs> he's just. Yeah, Hunter's Hunter's probably gonna become one of my one of my favorites, probably. But like I said, just initially I I liked uh Wrecker because I thought he was kinda of funny there at the beginning when he he's the first one you see take his helmet off. Plus I love his helmet the way he painted it. And oh yeah. He says the cavalry has arrived. Yep. And that's when you can see how how big he is and it looks like his one eye's dead, so I think his one eye is all white. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I don't know what that. I don't think it was an artificial eye, although it could have been. It looked like more of just like a, almost like a glass eye type of thing yeah. going on. 
but yeah, Hunter is really cool. And yeah, then they, um, when, oh my goodness, I'm blanking here. I was just about to bring up a point. Now I can't remember it. Oh, oh good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, flashbacks of yesterday. <laughs> when I was recording my show yesterday, so frustrating. I just had to start off, start over so many times. Uh, but anyway. Technical um, difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Technical difficulties with my mouth because I just, for some reason, I just could not talk and like convey my thoughts. Sort of like right now when I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, good. Happens to all of us. Um, yeah. But anyway, I'm pretty sure it'll come back to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, the one thing, too, you know, that I guess is a little bit different, of course, these episodes are um, noticeably shorter. Uh, and just they always have been. Yeah. The Mandalorian episodes, um, you know, 20 to 25 minutes, just depending on the episode. Um, and I don't know. Like, of course, I, I always want as much content as possible. So, like, I'm already, you know, anxiously and very excitedly waiting for uh, next Friday. Next Friday. Yeah. For episode two. But like it goes yeah. quick. Like, like, as you said, the way they ended it, I was sort of like, oh, why can't they release these all at once? Yeah. But I calmed down and I was like, no, I do like the week to week because I don't want someone being able to binge every, everything and spoil it for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that just the way they ended, I was like, oh, damn it. I knew they were going to end it there. Right when Rex said that, I was like, yep, they're going to go to credits. Yeah, but yeah, it it like we said, it was a great episode to open the season with, and I can't wait to see how they're going to round out the Bad Batch arc, and I guess we can predict what we think the next arc's going to be because we sort of know what they're going to be showing us in the yeah. season. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping it's um, I'm not hoping. Because I think the Siege of Mandalore is going to be the last arc we get. Probably. And I don't know. I'm kind of hoping for maybe the first wave of Ahsoka. Like, after she left her... Because we saw in that one trailer where she was going to the underground. Right. Or the lower levels of Coruscant. I would like, hopefully, that arc to be next. And see all the new characters because she's obviously going to meet new people down there. So, yeah, yeah, that is going to be a really interesting arc. I, one that I would really excited for. I am curious too. Do you think that they will like show an arc at a time or do you think that they'll like, like Skip next around. week? Yeah. We'll get like the introductory uh, episode from another arc. Hmm. I'm really hoping they, they stick to, because I know they didn't in the past where they may show one or two episodes as part of an arc, then skip to another, then skip back and show you the end of that arc. Yeah. I'm hoping they just stick with, let's finish out this arc and then go into the next one. Yeah, I hope so too. I don't know how many episodes this arc's going to be. It could only be two episodes. It could be, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think really Clone Wars arcs last anywhere between two and four episodes. Right. I think is the longest. I. There might be a five-episode arc, but not that would not be common. I don't even think I can't remember a five-episode arc 
off the yeah. top of my head. I think the longest ones were four arcs or four episodes. So and I think Bad Batch is that eh, probably what what would you think a three episode arc maybe if I, I would predict hope. it. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, yeah, so you know it, it's a good question. Would you rather get uh, three arcs of four episodes or um, four mm-hmm. arcs with three episodes? Yeah, that's that's because we already know. I think what they say this is only going this season is only going to be twelve episodes. Yeah, total. it'll be twelve episodes total, so it'll be the shortest you know season to date. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, come on, you make the final season the longest. Oh, <laughs> you, you would hope so, or you know, I'm hoping. Okay, well, maybe they'll do a season eight and give us twelve more. Yeah, but the way they have have it right here in front of me on yeah. Disney, the final season. Yeah, so I, I don't uh, think so. I think I think it is. Back himself into a corner there, didn't they? Yeah. Eh, well, you know, they could always pull it just kidding if they wanted to. Yeah. But they they even hinted at, I've heard other podcasts saying that this this season is supposed to bleed into Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it is. So it's, that's going to be interesting. I thought the final episode would actually just show... Anakin and Obi-Wan leaving the 501st with Ahsoka and saying, hey, we got to go rescue the, rescue the Chancellor, which we all know that's the beginning of the movie, yeah. and then flying off, and that would be it. I didn't think they were actually going to go into season three, or the movie. But I guess they are. So yeah, how far are they going to go in? That's the that's the question. Yeah. I heard they'll go all the way into Order sixty six, so that really is, oh, wow. you know, that's the at the end of the movie. Yeah, essentially. So I think you know, I think it's really at the end of the season, maybe really running heavy with Revenge of the Sith, and we might be, you know, side by side, not necessarily the same scenes, but the same events, um, wit, you know, right. witnessing, and obviously okay. we might get, you know, mm-hmm. which would be that would be something, you know, seeing Order sixty six in you know the Clone Wars show. Would be, if that, that if would that's dark. okay, I think we probably won't see. I don't know if they if they will recreate any scenes from the movie in animation, which yeah. I don't think they will. No, I don't think they will either. I think we're going to be seeing. I think the Siege of Mandalore may have been going on at the same time as Episode Three. Yeah, and we're going to be seeing that while knowing that. Meanwhile, on Coruscant and in other parts of the galaxy. Everyone's thinking the Clone Wars are wrapping up. Yeah. So, and then I think, yeah, I think it's going to be during the Siege of Mandalores where Order 66 is going to kick in and we're going to see how Rex, you know, survived it. I think we may, might even see Rex and Ahsoka fake their own death. Okay. Because I think that was in, yeah, that was in the uh, Ahsoka novel, which I did get get to that part yeah so yeah i think we may even see that play out so i don't know it's gonna be a wild ride here in in this season i think even though a short season i think it's gonna be pretty wild and i just remembered what i was gonna bring up back when we were talking about the episode i was gonna say with the bad batch and their uh special abilities even Admiral Trench, when they got to the site of the battle, well, if you want to call it a battle, because basically the Bad Bats kicked their butts. Yeah. 
he was even asking the he even asked the the droid commander that was there. He said, "Were there any Jedi's with these clone troopers?" Because he thought it, only a Jedi could do that, and he said no. And I think that kind of threw Trench off. He was like, "Then what the hell are we dealing with?" Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah, these apparently these clone troopers, these Bad Batch, they got powers that even surprise the enemy and think that, hey, th- this had to have been a Jedi. So, nope, just clone troopers. Yeah, just the Bad Batch. Oh, you know, yeah. Tr- oh, and speaking of, you know, Admiral Trench. That was really cool to see. I mean, him and basically a cyborg at this point, you know, with like yeah. half a body left, if that. Um, yeah. So. Because it looked like, yeah, his one uh, spider tusk there was obviously made out of uh, droid parts, it looked like. And the one he was stroking was the only one that was, looked like it was live, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that, yeah, that was something. And then you know, of course, we'll see if he finally kicks the bucket in uh, in the season, or if you know he's just kind of cast aside. Um, right. So, although they might kill him off because we don't see him at all in the movies, so right. He, yeah, right. he he might just die in you know some ship explosion or something like that. Who knows? Or um, he might just die in this in this arc here. Yeah, yeah. Bad we'll, to get to him. We'll have to wait and see. Because yeah, I was I was kind of shocked that we actually didn't see. The only time we really saw him, other than in a hologram, was at the very beginning during Tom Kane's, you know, introduction. They showed that quick flash of him, but yeah. other than that, we just saw him as a hologram. Yeah. So, I'm definitely, yeah, that's going to be, you know, really cool to see how that plays out. Um, and, yeah, cannot wait for episode two. Uh, yeah. Heading into it. Um, and jeez, yeah. I'm doing. The, I was gonna bring something up as well. I totally, and now I'm blanking on it. Jeez, uh, yeah. what was it? I I don't remember. I don't remember if it was something about Clone Wars or ah, uh, just lost my brain. Yep. See, it it must be it must be this weekend. It it's something in the air. Something's in the air. Everybody. Something's in the air. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um. It's just all the excitement of the Clone Wars. We just can't think. Yeah, I mean, that's really what's like, yeah. The Clone Wars was, I mean, the first episode was so cool. And yeah, I just keep on replaying it in my head, honestly. I mean, it yeah. was just awesome to see. So glad we're finally, you know, getting it after such a long hiatus. And literally enough time to, like, put, you know, Rebels and then some, you know, a, a full another show in between, you know, each each episode between right. you know the end of season six and now getting a season seven but and then you know unfortunately after the clone wars seasons over here we're gonna have to find something to watch because we have to wait till october for the mandalorian so oh yeah oh yeah it's uh it will be another i guess not as big as a gap as it was between what was it solo and um the rise of skywalker Right. That was really the biggest gap in like I guess that was movies though. Shows it's different. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm think speaking about the Disney Plus shows, uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm thinking there was a um there was a poll that 
the Resistance Broadcast podcast ran on Twitter the other week. Yeah. Asking, since we know that the Kenobi series got pushed back because they're, you know, looking for new writers. Yeah. Um, do you think the Cassian Andor series will actually get bumped up and premiere ahead of Kenobi? And I think, yeah. I think, hey, one gets pushed back, if they're ready to go ahead and start filming Cassian, they're going to start filming. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to, so, they're probably going to go ahead, you know, on schedule at least with Cassian, you know. That, yeah, I think that's supposed to premiere early January, maybe 2021. Okay. So they're probably filming uh, right Cassian, now then. Yeah, Cass, or Cassian. Diego Luna <laughs> said that he was uh, just waiting for the phone call to when to start filming because he knows it's supposed to be coming up this spring sometime so yeah i would think yeah if it's supposed to be january 2021 i mean i would say like now you know they might be filming yeah. or they might just they might be starting um maybe they're filming now and keeping it a big secret yeah yeah i, I think that um yeah i definitely i definitely think agree with that um as if Kenobi's getting pushed back, I mean, they might, even though Cassian might be slated for the same time, you know, of release, it's still, it'll probably happen, obviously, before Kenobi yeah. does at this point. If they're already going to be filming, and then they're still currently writing Kenobi, yeah, right, that's... Yeah, according to um, Ewan McGregor, they're, they're still on schedule to start filming in January 2021. Yeah. For... I guess a fall release of 2021, but like I said for Cassian, hell, they could be filming right now. And we just don't know about it because they're not, you know, being public. Yeah, I mean, we did but, not uh, see that many photos to be honest with the Mandalorian. They had one. Yeah, they had like they had that one, one big... of him walking through the town. Yeah, and like that was the big thing that everyone was talking about for you know six months probably. Say so here, here's what his armor looks like. Go nuts. Yeah, and then he is has a completely new set of armor. You know, to, right at the end of the season, anyways. So it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, that didn't even give away that much. Um, right. So yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple weeks, maybe a month, we may be seeing a production still of Cassian and uh, K2SO. Yeah, or maybe who knows? Maybe they'll wait to the, even to the summer to release something. Yeah. Um, yeah. A trailer or something. Yeah, a trailer would be awesome. A trailer, yeah, a summertime trailer would be awesome. Um, I, yeah, who knows how long they'll start marketing? You would think though that, you know, we they would start um, marketing it. You know, getting you know starting to really promote it, generate you know buzz and hype around it. Because um, I think. When people hear that, you know, there, there's a show, you know, that's, you know, based off of Rogue One coming out, that's going to grab a lot of people's attention, I think. So, yeah, especially with the uh, the critical response from Rogue One, it was to some people, it was it is the best Star Wars movie of the new era. And just and period for some people, too. Yeah. And it's hard to argue with that statement yeah. or opinion. Yeah, because it was a very good movie. It it led right into New Hope perfectly, and I I think it's going to get some casual, maybe some casual Star Wars fans to even start signing up for Disney Plus. So yeah, yeah, I, I think it's going to grab a lot of eyeballs whenever it's like you know the big reveal comes out. Because I mean, I guess 
we you know there was like little tidbits little like official like oh yes we're doing a cassian show but never like a big you know oh here's a cassian show you know just broadcasted yeah. all over you know it was it was not you know um of course it was made public but it was not you know officially promoted or anything like that right so yeah and of all the characters out of Rogue One, I think they picked the most intriguing. Oh, yeah. But also, you could actually, you don't necessarily have to give them their own series, but he seemed to know who Charit and Baze was when yeah. he told uh, Jin, oh, they're just, you know, Guardians of the Will, blah, blah, blah. Now they're just making trouble. He seems that like he ran across them before. Yeah, or at least he's run across Guardians of the Wills before. Yeah, and they could like just have like an episode where they have a scene with with them guys, and we're like, oh my god, there's a uh, you know Chariot and Bays. Yeah, that so, would be really yeah. cool. There's yeah, uh, there's so much they could do with that. Um, yeah, and of course, you know, who knows if like we'll see. You know, I was also thinking about this too. Like, well, okay, well, what if like when the rebellion's young, you know, when like when when he's younger too, what if they, you know, obviously have a uh, an episode where he's dealing with Saul Guerrero, and then because right. of Saul Guerrero, we see Jin Erso. Right, a younger yeah. Jin Erso. A younger Jin Erso. Like, uh, what, fourteen, fifteen? Yeah. Jin Erso. Yeah. And they could. We we've seen what they can do with uh, CGI and de aging and stuff like that. They could de age um, Saul Guerrero and make him look younger and less robotic. Oh yeah, because yeah, because who who knows when he when all that robotics came on him? Because yep. when we saw him in the Clone Wars, he wasn't like that. No, not at all. So was he was yeah. he like that in Rebels? Even when we saw him. Uh, now see, I'm gonna have to go back and seek out those I, episodes of Rebels. I don't yeah, think so. I don't think so. From like what few like screenshots I would have saw, I don't think yeah. he was so, yeah, robotic. I think he was still mostly human. Yeah, he also just you know really deteriorated in his health in his right. later years, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of p- potential for that show. Um, yeah. And then, of course, yeah, so we have, I guess, really, that's the four big shows right now. Clone Wars, Cassian, Mandalorian, and then, of course, Kenobi. If well, I don't know if that's going to be a show or more of just like a, you know, like a, a special. From, from what they said, because they said it at first, I think they said it was going to be a Disney Plus original movie. And then yeah. they said, you know what? No. Let's break this up into a six-episode miniseries. Okay. So... As far as it stands right now, I think they're at the six-episode miniseries thing. Yeah. And that's what they're debating over because they need new writers because I don't think they have enough story to fill out six full episodes. Uh, so that might even shrink to, like, maybe a three- or four-episode miniseries. Yeah. So don't know quite yet. Yeah, so, we will have to wait I mean, and see. If it if it's quality of story and length of story, whatever you guys have to do to make it good and right, take your time. Yeah. Us Star Wars fans will wait. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we might complain, but we'll wait. Yeah, we will wait. It's not like we have much choice, you know, anyways, but yes, we will wait. Uh, um, I mean, quality over 
um, just rushing something out oh, yeah. is always better. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I have no problem with them. You know, if they need to read, not read, I mean, yeah, redevelop essentially some things on Kenobi or change things if they're not satisfied. Well, I mean, that's fine. You know, I get, you know, take as much time. The last thing I want to do is rush something that's going to be bad. Um, yeah. And if you need to change it back into a two, you know, maybe a two hour and 15 minute Disney plus movie, do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, We'll still watch it, and we'll still talk about it, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I kind of always... I think I've, I've mentioned this on the show previously. I always get kind of a, a chuckle out of Disney's t- tins, you know, to, um, to you know, get just about halfway done, you know, finishing out, you know, a piece of Star Wars content, whether it be a show or a movie, and then they'll pull the plug and just redo it from the beginning. Like, right. if you guys just did it the first time, you know, we wouldn't have to have all this hubbub. Yeah, um, just like with Solo and and Rogue One, with all the reshoots. Kicking, um, no, who was it? Lord, Lord Miller. Yeah, yeah. Kicking Lord Miller out for trying to give us a solo Ace Ventura. And yeah. <laughs> finally, bringing in Ron Howard, which I think it was revealed in an article somewhere. I forget where the article was, but I heard it on a podcast saying that Ron Howard said he did like shoot almost 90% of that movie over again. Yeah. Oh, you could tell you could, when he came in and it, I was like, yes, yeah, I was could see that. So obvious to me, at least, at least it felt obvious or like you could really tell yeah, the parts I, the I Lord like, Miller shot versus the parts that Ron Howard shot. Yeah. I was like, when I was after that movie and after it came out on Blu-ray, obviously, and I was able to watch it over and over again, I was really trying to look for, Oh, that was Lord Miller. Definitely. But I really couldn't see anything. I was like, no, it looks like Ron Howard did this all over. Yeah, the vast majority. And that, I think that's why when like I saw a part that looked like Lord Miller asked, like, oh, that that's got to be yeah. like one of their scenes. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. He did say he kept some stuff in, but when you tell me you shot reshot almost ninety percent of it, yeah, you didn't keep much in. No, no, you're not. So yeah, they just they just yeah, completely just obviously wiped and yeah i remember just um you know hearing updates around howard um saying like like it was just a crunch the entire production was just one massive you know crunch because they were just they were doing a lot in like half the time probably you know than what a normal movie would get and i mean they they got it done though i mean solo is one of my favorite things about you know the new uh um you know about the movies and just you know the new content that's come out in general yeah yeah even the Oh, I forget what it was. One of the last production stills that came out when Lord Miller were still on solo. It was this production still of Alden Ehrenreich, Woody Harrelson, and um, Joseph Suotomo. I can't even pronounce his name. Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. Suotomo? Maybe. I think that's more more like it. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember, actually. Just, just them standing there in what looked like it was supposed to be Dryden Voss's office. But Dryden Voss's office in this production still looked nowhere like the Dryden Voss's office that we got in the finished product. Ah, uh, okay. So I was like, he reshot that. He even switched, like, sets. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. Because it was, this office was like more open. It didn't look like it was on a ship. 
it looked like it was in that actual building because there right. was windows and you could see landscape outside. Yeah, it was a very luxurious ship. Yeah, and I was just like, wow. He just like, he even redid sets. So he was like, no, I don't like this for his office. Yeah. That... I do like we got the I just, and yeah. little Easter oh, eggs yeah. in the background. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was like the second time I saw Solo when I finally saw the Indiana Jones idol and all that stuff. Because right yeah. when I heard about that, I was like, you know what? This time I'm actually going to look for it. Yeah. And now I have the ability to pause, too, and go, yep, that's it right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pause, pausing stuff. You know, that, that's one of the things I love so much about watching anything at home. You can pause it for any reason and just come pick up, you know, without any disturbing anything or anyone, you know, pause it, use a restroom, pause it, go get a drink, yep. pause it, go flip the laundry over, you know, just there's so many advantages to watching yes. stuff at home. Yeah, that's why The Irishman is perfect for Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that I haven't watched that yet because I told my wife i said i really want to just set aside four hours where i don't have to do anything except watch this freaking movie because i don't want to stop it and come back to it the next day i just want to watch it all in one sitting oh yeah but i'm just trying to gear myself up to oh sitting for four hours yeah i know like i didn't watch it but uh some of my other family did whenever they did they actually they watched it like it was two you know movies they you right. know dedicated two movie nights just yep. to you know the irishman so you know a longer movie like that um yeah is definitely like you said perfect for something like netflix yeah that's and i really do think that the future of films is the streaming yes they might also make it in the theaters like the Irishman did in a marriage story and stuff like that, but they're Netflix original movies. Yeah. I, so. and here's the thing too. Like I hope that movie theaters never die out. And the reason right. why there are some movies that I want to see on like the biggest screen and the loudest speakers right. possible. Yep. You know, uh, obviously star Wars movies are some of those. Whenever I went and saw Blade Runner 2049, I mean that experience on the largest you know screen of my town was, you know, just amazing. Different, right. you know, Mad Max Fury Road. That's one movie. Oh I would, yeah, that's I, definitely a big screen movie. Big screen movies like that. Um, there is just I I love that experience so much. You know, just you know, sensory overload. You know, in that sense, yeah. just massive screen and blaring speakers. And even fun movies too. Like my wife and I went. <laughs> actually, on Valentine's Day, we went to see Birds of Prey. And. Yeah. That was awesome on the big screen. We, we we can do a little Birds of Prey talk if you want. I've seen it. Um, sure. Yeah. So I, I guess you were just going to hop into DC. Oh, and yeah, speaking of Harley Quinn and DC, isn't there a Harley Quinn TV show on the Disney – or not Disney, on the uh, DC, DC streaming ser service, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an animated Harley Quinn show, and that's you know one of my regrets that you know I have to – pick and choose which streaming services I have because can't have them all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I Netflix and Disney Plus are almost like a, a must for me. I have to have those two. Netflix because of Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. And 
like all the original movies that we just mentioned. Yeah. And Disney Plus for the obvious reason. Oh yeah. And but other than that, the the only other one we have is Amazon Prime. Yeah. And those are the three we have right now. And right now, me and my wife don't want to give up any of those so we can get DC because she's a big Harley Quinn fan too. Yeah. But she was like, you know what? If they, she goes, they might end up releasing that on, you know, maybe Blu-ray or something. We'll, we can just get it there. Or if they release it on Amazon Prime, we can watch it there. So I said, okay, that's fair enough. But yeah, I mean, what did what did you think of Birds of Prey? I I thought um, it was way better than Suicide Squad. I will say that. Um, I liked it. I yes. liked it, actually. It, it was a fun movie, like you said. Um, and oh, I yeah. think that really the thing that did this movie a whole lot of good was it, it knew not to try to be this really, you know, serious, dark movie like Suicide Squad was. It right. knew to, like, keep itself, like, in good nature, like, with, you know, Light just lighthearted. Fun light and fun, you know, nothing like too serious. And I think it benefits so much and like gives it so much, you know, watchability and like redeeming value from it. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously like, was it the dark night? Well, no, it's not the dark no. night. No, it's not, you know, it's not Joker either. You know, it's not something like that, but what it is, is a really fun, um, action movie where you can just, you know, if you want to, you know, if you're like, are really like the characters, you can obviously pay a lot of attention to the character development or, you know, you can just sit back and, you know, be entertained and have fun. And that, that's exactly what I did. I went with some friends and, uh, it was just, it was a good time. You know, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. there were some really funny moments like the, uh, I guess like the egg sandwich. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I love that. Alert too, if anyone hasn't seen it, you know, stop yeah. listening. Come back later because we'll probably start talking about the end stuff that was actually in the movie. So yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, the uh, I guess yeah, all that like the, the the you know the um the scene where Harley Quinn gets her sandwich her you know her morning oh the egg sandwich I yeah. call it the egg sandwich chase yeah that was hysterical because was. I told my wife when that happened because they when they did the slow motion of the egg sandwich flying out of her hand yeah. And then they like focus back to her laying there in the street and crying, like reaching out and crying. I told her, I said, when that shot was in the preview, I thought she was reaching her arms out and crying over something more serious than a freaking sandwich. Yeah, that was part of the thing that's so great. Hysterical. Yeah. So (laughs) I was like, that was funny, and oh my god, uh, I thought. I'm trying to remember her name. They, what were they calling her? The crossbow killer. Yeah. What, what was her? Oh man, I can't remember her name. I, like, I don't remember her real name. Which was is it, kind it of wasn't a, Huntress, was it? Was it Huntress? No, it was Huntress, right? It was okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she was funny. Yeah. yeah. She was funny when she came in the funhouse there, and she killed who she wanted to kill, and she thought that was it. And she goes, yeah. "Well, he's dead." So I'm good. So I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Oh no, 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 no." Yeah, yeah. That 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 was good. That that entire, um, that entire movie was good. I thought, you know, I was kind of half expecting we'd see Joker, but we did not see. We did no, not see the Joker. We saw at all. the back of his head, in that flashback, and that's it. When they were yep. giving that one guy the tattoo. Yep. And I'm kind of glad they did that because 
you know, Jared Leto most likely is not going to return as a Joker in DC, so. Yeah. That's probably, yeah, just a one-off at this point. Right. And Uh, I, oh, the hyena, I love Bruce. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the hyena was awesome, for sure. Uh, I love the way she, when the, she took that girl into her apartment, and she goes, is that a heat? a hyena in a bathtub. And she was like, oh yeah, she was like, I named him Bruce after that cute Wayne guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, there we go. Batman, Bruce Wayne got a mention, so. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm glad they didn't show Batman either, because they're, we're getting a new Batman, so you can't are. throw in Affleck as Batman in this movie, and or even like a previous footage of him as Batman in this movie because if they're going to tie in this new Batman to the new DC universe, because I think they're really trying to reboot the universe here. Yeah. Um, you can't have inconsistencies, I guess. Yeah. That's why we didn't see Joker's face. That's why you didn't see Batman have a cameo. So. Yeah. I thought, uh, it was it was just real cool too that I think the the cameo of Boomerang, even though it was in the wanted poster, the little throwback to Suicide oh. Squad, where she sees that wanted poster in the police station. She was like, "Oh, I know him." Oh yeah 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 yep. But you know, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, that's right, he didn't die." Yeah, no, he. Didn't. I was trying to remember who died in Suicide Squad. I'm like, "Oh, that's right, he didn't die." Um, yeah, it it, it was a lot. It was really fun, and then. Yeah, you were talking about the Batman, the new Batman movie coming out. No, I might have, I think I might have saw like a photo on Twitter of like his his new suit. Yeah, they Matt Reeves released um a little like fifty second long test camera shot. Yeah, a little video of them zooming in on the bat suit, and then panning up a little bit where you could see half of the cow, but not okay. the whole thing. Okay. And I think the suit looks pretty cool. Um. I've seen better, but it doesn't look bad. Um, the thing that I took notice in, and then I saw articles online about it, is the Batman emblem emblem on his chest. Uh huh. A couple of the pieces on <laughs> in that emblem look like a pistol, and uh-huh. people are theorizing that the that he made that bat symbol on his suit out of Joe Chill's gun. That killed his parents. Wow. And I said, oh my God, if they're going to do that, um, I applaud them. Because that is a deep cut. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. And everybody started running with it. I mean, I just noticed it to myself and thought it to myself. And now all of a sudden I started, started seeing these articles. I'm like, I'm not the only one that noticed it. There has to be something to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, his suit look, doesn't look that bad. I but, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Whenever I I don't really remember looking into it in great detail. I'm like, oh, okay, that looks pretty cool. You know, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that. Yeah, and everybody that I don't know that uh, you know how, how the internet is when, especially when Affleck first got announced, everyone had a mental breakdown. Yeah, and then even before that, well, this was before the internet. Back in 80, 89, when <laughs> Michael Keaton was announced, if there was internet back then, 
people would have had a meltdown. Yeah. Oh, you can't have a comedian being Batman. But you didn't. You haven't even seen the movie yet. So. Oh yeah, I uh. <laughs> um, and then people had a mental breakdown over Robert Pattinson. I really didn't because I I was telling myself I've seen him in more stuff other than Twilight. Yeah. I know he's a good actor, and Twilight yeah. was directed to act like that. So just don't judge him on one set of movies. Yeah, I've I mean, seen him in other things, and he's a perfectly fine actor. So give him a chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you can never judge an actor, I guess, by like one movie or one franchise. I mean, like Adam Sandler, someone right. who always took as a total goof, goes and does and, uncut gems. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know he could even do that. Right. <laughs> and no, he wasn't. I was kind of surprised he wasn't up for best actor. I was too. He kind of got snubbed for that one. Because, I mean, oh my God. His performance in that was amazing. It was. Now, to be fair, um, I think Joaquin Phoenix getting it, I fully support. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, even, you know. Even though I haven't seen the movie yet, I totally agree with that choice because from just the trailers, I'm like, from just a trailer, I said, this dude has the best actor. Oh, yeah. that is. I, a... I said that right when I saw the first trailer. I said, if he doesn't get nominated, he got robbed. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that movie was oh that was so, it's probably my favorite movie twenty nineteen actually was Joker. Yeah, um, I gotta so I gotta really see it. I'm hoping it, you know, pops up on streaming service real soon so Yeah. I can see it. I think it's on Amazon now, but I think it's for rent right now and we'll see if they hopefully pop it up on Amazon Prime since it was up for an Oscar. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um yeah. It's such such a you know such such a good movie. What to do a Joker discussion whenever you see it? Yeah. Um. Because yeah, it's such an awesome movie. Um. But yeah, it uh. Yeah, twenty nineteen was not a bad year for film. No. Not at all. Was, not at all. There were some really good movies out there, and yeah. as far as twenty twenty goes, so far, the the only one I've really seen is Birds of Prey. So. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, like I said, that was a very fun movie, and I told my wife, I said, they need to do more of this. They need to give us more Harley Quinn. They need to give us more Birds of Prey. Yeah. Since they split off there at the end. Yeah, there probably Harley will be. The girl, and the Birds of Prey went their way. You have an opportunity for two different movie series and then coming together again for another Birds of Prey sequel. So. Yeah, I, I th yeah. There might be, and even if they're, you know, who knows if they'll release another, like, theatrical release of, like, the next Birds of Prey, just depending on, you know, I guess how successful this one was. Who knows? You know, they, it might come out on the streaming service or something, you know? Right. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not subscribed to uh, the DC streaming service, right. but uh, I could definitely see it being, you know, released there. And, um, yeah. I don't know. I think eventually, I don't know. My sister's birthday is in June, but she's a huge, huge DC fan like Harley Quinn might be her favorite character of all time, just in general. Right. Um, so who knows? Maybe I'll have to get her, uh, you know, try to, you know, get her a subscription to that DC streaming service and see if she, uh, she likes it. And maybe I can, you know, kind of sneak on there and check out some stuff as well, you know? Yeah. While yeah Cause I like, like I said, my, my wife's a huge Harley Quinn fan and I'm a, I'm a huge DC fan, but, 
still, I don't think there's enough on that streaming service yet to get yeah, me to, to warrant add another streaming oh, service. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, that's for our budget. But yeah, and even with that Harley Quinn animated series, my wife's still like, no. But if they start like doing what Disney Plus is doing and making different DC live action series, like yeah. if they make a live action Harley Quinn series starring Margot Robbie and putting on there. I almost guarantee that'll be a, that would be enough for my wife to say I'm getting it. Oh, I yeah, I can understand. My same with my sister. Um, yeah, but I mean, like like you mentioned, like you know, there's gonna be so many different streaming services now. Like you, wouldn't, it's gonna yeah. be impossible, you know, to afford them all. You know, there's... people are gonna have to pick and choose between you know maybe two or three at the most, yeah. you know, and just you know live with with what they you know what they want out of that so and like i said we have three right now and we're not willing to give up any of them so oh yeah i understand i like mean i said if we had dc uni universe i think it's called we're gonna have to squeeze it into our budget so yeah oh i know i know and like i think i have like the ad version of hulu just because i have spotify you know premium right and so that you know that's not too bad i hardly ever watch anything on um spotify though i will be honest um yeah. Or not, sorry, not Spotify, Hulu. Hulu. Because um, it's like, I, I don't know, I just, if I'm going to pay for or have access to a streaming service, I don't want ads on the streaming service, you know, that's why I, right. you know, would pay the streaming service to begin with. Um, exactly, that's 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 why I always shied away from Hulu. I'm like, why am I paying extra? Yeah. Not so, having the ads when I should be not getting them in the first place. Exactly, exactly. They Any. might end up, you know, switching their mod. If, if they were to like do an ad-free version for whatever their standard version is, is, is it ten bucks around around there? Maybe I think nine or eight for the you know ad version. And then I think it's twelve <clears throat> a month for the ad-free. If they were to drop right. that by like between three and five bucks, I would consider picking it up in the future way more heavily. Now that I think, I think Disney Plus. Or Disney owns Hulu now too, because yeah. they offer that big package right. that included ESPN Plus and Hulu. Yeah. So Disney Disney might come along and say, you know what, cut those freaking ads. Yeah. People are already paying you money. Doesn't matter how much, but you shouldn't have ads anyway. Yeah. So they might come along and cut that. And I I even predicted at one time that I think Hulu will eventually just dissolve and. All, everything that's on Hulu will come over Disney Plus, that's, and they'll have one streaming service. Yeah, I could definitely see that getting absorbed. You know, Disney, pretty much their theory is okay. We'll just buy the competition, right? You know, like right, and eventually just phase it out and absorb it into Disney Plus because why well, have two different streaming services out there? Yeah, we could absorb it into Disney Plus and maybe, you know, take our monthly rate up by a couple bucks because of it because you're getting more content. So, which my wife and I would still pay. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's you know we'll see. You know, in ten years, maybe there'll be a way more defined. You know, like maybe there'll be like four big services you choose. Right. You know, you can choose from because right now there's a lot of splinters. You know, we'll see what survives and what doesn't. You know, over over the twenty twenties. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if Disney's trying to go after Netflix now, too. Oh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, Netflix, though, is doing, you know, extremely, extremely yeah. well on their own. Yep. You know, that they've really, 
I guess, got a really firm grasp on the uh, the streaming marketplace right now. Yeah, and yeah, that's because I think ABC, even though that's owned by Disney too, no, that's right. ABC, I don't think, has their own streaming service yet, but NBC is going to have what they're calling, I think their streaming service is called Peacock. Okay. That's going to be coming out soon huh. because that's why The Office and Parks and Rec and Seinf well, Seinfeld is coming to Netflix because Netflix won the bidding war on that. Okay. Um, but all the old NBC shows that are on Netflix now, uh -huh. once their contract's over and when they NBC launches their streaming service, all that stuff is going over to them because – they obviously own it. Yeah, so. and then you have uh, you have Queeby coming out as well. That's a whole nother streaming service, but that one oh, works. That one works one differently, though. I think that's when they were advertising during the Super Bowl. They were, yeah. So I think everything on Queeby that's is in, actually original to Queeby. Yeah, and it's all all the shows are what, less than five minutes or ten minutes. They're, they're yeah, they're ten minute episodes. Which. Yeah, I think I went to the Google Play Store and actually pre-registered to notify me when that comes available. Yeah, so... Because I was like, oh, that would be real cool for my bus ride. That's going to be really interesting. Because right now in college, I'm actually taking a, a, an American mass media class. And so, like, before the Super Bowl even came out, my professor, who um, actually is, like, has, like, a really impressive career just, like, in, um, in like, journalism and, like, and I guess, like, he worked for a newspaper before he became a professor. Okay. Um, like, he said, yeah, like, my job doesn't even exist anymore, unfortunately, you know, at the, at where I used to work. Um, just because, you know, obviously newspapers, the physical newspapers yeah. are shrinking, you know. Uh, that's, that's another topic. Anyways, yeah, he was um, – because we were just talking about, like, the really big platforms right now. And he was talking about how Queeby is trying to make, you know – kind of this jump start into the marketplace. Um, hmm. And I guess, you know, obviously the Super Bowl campaign was one big way to uh, yeah. kind of, you know, generate some buzz about it. Because um, I think that's when I actually, while I was watching the Super Bowl, when that commercial came up, I'm like, oh, what's that? And they yeah. said, coming soon to, you know, the Apple or Apple Store and Google Play. I was like, yeah, I picked up my phone. And I like typed it in. And sure enough, you could pre-register. Huh. So I did. Yeah. And I was like, you notify me when the app's available. So I was like, that seems really cool. Less than 10 minutes, you know, perfect for my bus ride. So, yeah, that is, that is really good. I think that's exactly what it was aimed for. Just really short bites that people can, you know, easily digest right. um, at a really and, convenient time. So, And you have all these free streaming services now, too, that have ads because they're free. Yeah. Because my wife's watching a lot of like older shows and stuff on um I think it's called Tubi. Okay. And she yeah, there there are ad breaks every so often, but the ad breaks are usually at the most two short ads back to back and that's it. And it'll jump back into the show. And when it does jump back into the show, it'll actually back up uh, like maybe thirty, forty seconds. Okay. And you'll see that you know, what you just saw before you went to the break. Yeah. So in case it cut off in the middle of a sentence, yeah, you don't miss a sentence. Okay. So, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they have some pretty good movies on there right now. And like oh, older TV shows from like the 90s and 
early 2000s that I even forgot about. So, yeah. And like I said, if you don't mind, like, ads, because it just reminds me of, like, watching something on YouTube. Yep. Because if you watch, let's be honest, if you watch a video longer than 10 minutes on YouTube, you're almost guaranteed an ad break. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's the same thing. Yeah, essentially, yeah, it is. So, yeah, it never bothered me because my, my wife got, she has, um, she hooked it up in the our bedroom and we have a Blu-ray player up there that, you know, you can put apps and stuff on. Yeah. And she was looking through them. She goes, what's this one? What's that one? And I've already read about them. I'm like, well, that's a free streaming service. It has ads, you know, blah, blah, blah. She, I don't know how many free ones she put on there. But yeah, it it has a lot of stuff on. So yeah, that is interesting. I you know that we'll see how that you know continues to evolve too. You know, just over yeah. over time and um, yeah, who knows? I'm really curious to see what will happen to streaming services. But uh, yeah, I think we if if you're good, we might wrap it up with that. We've been going for over yeah. an hour now. Um, oh wow! So I yeah yeah, time flies when you're having fun. But uh, I guess. With that, I think we can wrap it up. And, of course, next week we will have our next discussion over um, episode two, you know, season seven, obviously, and whatever else, you know. Yeah. And we don't know what it's going to be yet. We don't know no. if it's going to be what the title of it's going to be. But hopefully, well, for me, hopefully it's continuation of the Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. So. Continuation. I would hope that, too. Just one arc all the way through. Yep. Um. And yeah, who knows from where on us. Also, you know, quick note too, um, in addition to like, yeah, obviously the episode that we'll be recording with Clone Wars and additional content. Um, if you guys remember Martin, who was also the video game developer we had on, we're actually in his video game, which is really, really cool. Um, speaking of that, that's been blowing up, actually. I don't know. Did oh, I, really? I don't know if you heard, but like there were some really big YouTubers that have been streaming like uh, PewDiePie. Um, okay. made a video of his game, so did Jacksepticeye, and huh. then um, a really big street live streaming channel called GT Live has also done like two streams, so his game is really starting to uh, to blow up, and it's kind of cool really to think cool. like, huh, like, you know, obviously the Kanto cast has like, we have our own poker chip sitting on like a desk in like that game, right. and like that same game was played by PewDiePie. You know, so it's like, oh my gosh, like in a way, in the Kanto cast lore, we're like tied to PewDiePie in a really roundabout way, yeah. but it's cool, um, regardless. But uh, yeah, he will be coming on, and there is a, a show that I finished watching, I watched it kind of over the course of January, and into February, called uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and uh, Jeff, uh, I think we're going to try to, during that episode, we're going to have a spoiler-free section. I think we're gonna try try to convince you and anyone else who's listening to uh to watch it. We're 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 gonna try to sell it because uh okay it's just it's a really really um cool show and to be fair um it is kind of like a love it or hate it I guess some people will watch it and think like oh my god like this is you know I I hate this and then other people will be right. like oh this is the greatest thing I've ever watched uh yeah but we both personally love it um yeah, I I've no problem sitting back next week after we talk about clone wars and you know listening listening uh to details about a new show yeah sure yeah um 
yeah, we can, yeah, we'll figure that out. And, uh, yeah, so Martin and I will, I guess, we'll be on the mic then to, uh, to talk about some, uh, some Evangelion. And, yeah, it is an anime. I don't know if you, you know, you watch much anime. Um, it was actually my first ever anime I watched. So, okay. That is, uh, that is, you know, it was well, interesting. It was completely new to me. It, if you consider, um, Speed Racer and old, cartoons like that anime from when i was a kid that's probably the anime that i've watched the okay. most speed racer okay um i actually i don't i think i've heard yeah speed racer be re, you know referred to as an anime and, and uh yeah, and when I'm, i was a kid i didn't know that was what that was called i just thought yeah. it was a cartoon yeah um and it, it, it is essentially it's, it's just it's made in japan you know that's like the, right. the obviously the big distinguishing factor um but no, this show was actually from the 90s so Okay. It is. I love the art style, like of uh, this show personally, because um, like everything is like you know it's like drawn essentially is what. It, but like it's not. I don't know. It just looks really cool. Um, I really like the art style. But uh, anyways, we will you know get more into that. Um, I guess next week. But for now, we will sign off. Uh, any last words before we uh end it? Um, no. Th- this is the way. This is the way. This is definitely the way. So I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And may the force be with you. Always. Give the evacuation code signal. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Life is about passions. Thank you for sharing ours. This has been the CantoCast. May May the the force force be with with you. you. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.